0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, Monkeypox, we are very, very honoured to be joined by Professor Aris Katsarakis from Oxford University. I think... I think we've done pretty well, creme de la creme of experts. <laughs> Let's start, Professor. What the hell is monkeypox?
1: So monkeypox is a virus. Um, so it's a, a parasitic uh, organism that subverts our, our cells to, to copy itself and to spread through, through our bodies and through the population. Um, and in doing so, um, unfortunately, it can cause some quite nasty symptoms, um, which is why you'll be hearing ab- about it quite a lot in the news, and why we're trying to to control it and to limit it. So it's 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 a virus. It's it's quite different to um, the the coronavirus, which is a, a different type of virus with a with an RNA genome rather than the DNA genome. Um, but but in, you know, in in some ways it's quite similar, but in many ways really quite different.
0: Now, when people hear pox, obviously they think maybe chicken pox, but they might also think smallpox, which is one of the deadliest viruses. I think about 200 million people were killed in the 20th century alone by smallpox. But it was eradicated, the only human disease, I think, wasn't it, by 19, the end of 1979. Is it like smallpox? So
1: it, it, it's a cousin of smallpox. And um, there are a couple of different strains of monkeypox. Um, even the more virulence of the two strains of monkeypox is less lethal than than smallpox and the the version of monkeypox that we're seeing now in in the UK and Europe and, and other countries is is the lesser of the two strains in terms of how harmful it is it's still um in the countries in which it's normally found has a a, a fatality rate of, of about 1% so it's nothing like the the kind of 30 percent fatalities that, that that one might see with smallpox and that one percent of course is dependent on the overall population health and, and and population infrastructure so we might we might expect an even lower uh, fatality rates um, and in fact so far um, have seen uh, to, to the best of my knowledge haven't seen any fatalities um, in, in this recent outbreak.
0: What are the kind of symptoms of smallpox and I suppose does it vary i mean because a lot of people are thinking big boils all over their body um is that the extreme or is that the standard and are there other symptoms and are is there the issue of being an asymptomatic carrier because they spread the illness don't they Often viruses
1: yeah i mean a, a lot of people have seen these quite quite alarming pictures and um uh it's not that it's not an alarming virus in terms of its symptoms, but a lot of the pictures that that one might have seen on on the internet or or, or on websites are, are stock photos um, sometimes from the the more severe of, of the two variants um, although the you know the the, the the one we're seeing now it still causes these these blisters and pustules um, it can cause rashes um, it's it's you know it, it's quite it's it, it's a fairly um it's a fairly unpleasant v- virus but the the kind of pictures that that one sees may not be exactly um what someone who suffers from it will see so if if you if you want to see um what the lesions look like the U- UKHSA for example has some some quite detailed pictures of the range of of kind of manifestations that that this virus can can really show so that's a sort of reliable source of of information if if you're
0: worried that you know
1: you might the what what it might look like
0: So I'm going to invent a new scale, one to COVID. Um, We might as well laugh. We've gone through... uh... Absolute hell. Uh, well, we went through hell, um, so that's a good coping mechanism. But I think a lot of people are having flashbacks. That's the issue at the moment. So the beginning of COVID, when you suddenly saw these little outbreaks in different countries, and a lot of people are like, oh, maybe fine, and maybe some people were like, no, we need to ring the alarm bells, but they weren't really listened to, and now people look back and think maybe they should have been listened to. So people are stuck in this kind of, you know, are we going to go through that all over again? So I guess from one to COVID. How worried are you? How similar is some different illness? As you've said, a different sort of virus. But how worried are you compared to what we just went through? So, OK, so so the virus doesn't transmit as
1: as easily and as stealthily as COVID. And, and that makes it uh, an easier public health problem to deal with. So, the, you know, the problem with COVID is it has these very, very high spread rates in, in the population. Um, and it can do a lot of its spreading before it makes people ill. This virus doesn't spread anything like as fast as COVID, and it has these very obvious physical manifestations. Um, so it's it's more easy for patients who who have it to to identify as having it, to seek treatment um, and, and to isolate themselves. Um, and, and that's why typically when we have smallpox, uh, sorry, monkeypox outbreaks in um, in endemic countries, and countries where it's found normally um they're often relatively self-limiting chains of transmission so so you get a crossover event from from an animal to a human but then the human identifies uh, th- that they have the virus and will not spread it on further um we're a little bit past that point now because we do have a sustained chain of human to human transmission and that's why people are understandably more concerned than if it was just a, a couple of unconnected cases um so you know on a on a scale of from you know one to ten with ten being covid i think people vary in their alarm from between like two and four say i mean this is completely arbitrary but you know just, just to it's alarming and it would be alarming if we let it run in course its course and didn't do anything about it but there's a very rapid response people and governments are intervening they are seeking to identify cases they're seeking to identify contacts um advising people to isolate offering the vaccine to contacts um and really trying to to stamp this down so if we do all the right things um and this doesn't get away with us it's going to become zero quite quickly so have we learned lessons from covid and will we apply all the lessons we learned from covid if we if we do everything right this is potentially manageable and we can get on top of it.
0: There's no question that this these outbreaks have disproportionately been concentrated amongst gay and bisexual men, men who have had sex with men. Now, this is a sensitive issue because a lot of LGBTQ activists are worried about kind of stigma. Obviously, HIV was originally framed as a kind of the gay plague, and people people are sensitive in the current atmosphere for, for lots of reasons. So what what the hell is going on there? Why would it be so concentrated amongst, frankly, so many men who've had sexual contact with other men?
1: So, okay, so the virus doesn't really care in what type of person it's replicating. It's just there to replicate, to spread, um, and to do its thing, and to try and maximise and spread through the population. So... What looks like has happened from the virus's perspective is it, it's, it's got itself into a, a group of individuals who are more connected than average and have more close contact encounters with each other. And that's given the virus a, a, a fast route to spread rapidly through that group. That doesn't mean that the, that the virus knows what kind of individuals it's in, and it doesn't mean that it's spread is exclusive to that group it just so happens to be the case that that's where it's found itself and that has helped its early spread through humans since we first identified it potentially if it got into another group that regularly had close contacts and it's you know it's the close contact that is important here not not whether they're men not whether they're gay not whether they have you know, whether it's men who have sex with men it's whether it happens to be in a in a community that has regular close contacts so the the important thing is to make sure that we we, we can contain it um, that people who do have uh, do present with the disease can can go to clinics without without fear of stigma because it's absolutely not something that someone who manifests the disease is responsible for it's just a virus it's just there to do its thing um, and, and we have to to recognize this and and make sure that that we can you know, a- a adequately get, get on top of the situation by, by providing the right support.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for
1: 20% off your first purchase.
0: Now, I watched Contagion, the film, before um, COVID, SARS-CoV-19 became the pandemic that we all lived through. And all I'm saying is it didn't have variants in that film. That was, that was a surprise addition for lots of people in that pandemic um and i suppose the the concern many people would have is the issue of mutations because um i think a lot of people thought in the early days of covid well if it if it mutates it will become less virulent and that that didn't happen as we all you know as a delta veteran so what what do you think it has mutated uh, the evidence seems to suggest it hasn't but could it mutate and there's also for example talk of quarantining quarantining people's pets guinea pigs or even destroying them um because why is that So those are the two questions. Do you think it's mutated, or three? Do you think it's mutated? Could it mutate and become more serious? And what's going on with the pet thing?
1: Okay, so do do we think it's mutated? Well, there are some signs um, that there is some genetic difference from this virus relative to the earlier strains that that hit the UK um, about three or four years ago. So um, the sequences from this virus are most similar sequences from an earlier outbreak in, in Europe that included the UK, but they do have a number of changes, a number of changes that change the the, the proteins that the virus codes for, the, the bits that interact um, with the organism in which it replicates. Um, whether those changes represent adaptation to humans, whether this is sort of better adapted at spreading between humans, um, or whether the spread that we're seeing is just because it's got into a, a better connected group is, is still an open question it's possible. But to get to get to the second question, that the more important thing is that we don't give it any chances to adapt to human to human transmission. So we don't want to give the virus the opportunity to keep spreading through the human population and to become a more human virus, not not just a virus that accidentally got into humans and doesn't really know what it's doing in an evolutionary sense in its current hosts, but one that's actually much better at spreading between humans. And, and, and like you say, that, that, that's the unfortunate lesson that, that, that COVID variants gave us, which is that you know the first version of COVID wasn't terribly good at spreading through, through humans, um, but then the Delta version and the Omicron version were much, much better at spreading from human, between humans because of this adaptation. So we don't want to give this virus any chance um, to do that. Now, uh, yeah. yeah People, are people's guinea pigs going to get killed en masse? Uh, so, so, so there was a piece of news earlier on today about, um, about pets. uh, And I think depending on the kind of pet, like if it's a cat or a dog and the, the case, um, that that has monkeypox has a cat or a dog they're they're recommending you keep your pet at home. Um, and if it's uh, a rodent, um, they are recommending a, a more secure form of containment um, I, I don't want to give like specific advice. but People should go to, to the UKHSA's website just to make sure that they're on top of the most up to date uh, advice on this. But you know, th- this is a precaution, and it's a precaution to stop this virus from entering the native animals um, of the UK. And, and that's 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 the fear. The fear is that if we don't contain this outbreak early. Um, we may eventually stop community transmission, but if the virus gets into the uh, animal population of the UK, um, it'll always be around and able to to pop back into humans. So we we don't, out of an abundance of caution, um, and, and, you know, it's sensible to show an abundance of caution, these quite um, extreme sounding measures are, are being taken. I mean, we're not talking about um, a large number of animals. We're talking about a few individuals who who are cases or contacts who happen to um, to have rodents as pets, right? And 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 we're not, you know, we're not talking about the, the, the kind of mass cullings of of, of pets that, that we sometimes hear about on the news that, that that have happened in some other countries.
0: So finally, getting to zero monkeypox because zero COVID is dead as a strategy. We're stuck with COVID. Let's be honest, it's absolutely everywhere, um, and we're all just going to have to keep going through recurring COVID infections, probably in all likelihood. So that's a that's a shame, I would say. That's going to cause court- We've got over 1,000 people dying a month in this country alone. Um, Can we get to zero monkeypox? Because obviously the outbreaks are far more contained. And I suppose I'm interested in the the smallpox vaccine, which I understand is very effective. A lot of older people maybe have residual sort of immunity because of it against monkeypox. So treatments... Um and what were the other, you know, because I think a lot of people are thinking, what well, that we can have restrictions like we had with COVID of some form. So what do you think is likely, what do you, do you, think we can get to zero monkeypox and how do we get there and how likely do you think any form of restrictions can end up being?
1: Yeah. I mean, to, to an extent, it depends what you mean by we. So, so in terms of the, um you know, the, the UK and, 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 the, 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 the more affluent, um, Parts of the world that this af- outbreak is currently in, um, I think it is quite realistic that they can get to zero monkeypox if all the right steps are taken. If 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 quarantining and isolation um, is is deployed, and if um, so-called ring vaccination of contacts, which is currently happening in the UK, right? So if you have contacts um, and you you're an index case of monkeypox, all your contacts are offered. Um, this very effective smallpox vaccine. It's a vaccine that's designed for smallpox rather than monkeypox, but it is very effective um, against monkeypox. Um, So the the hope is that we can get to zero monkeypox here um, without actually having to deploy mass vaccination, simply by vaccinating contacts and and having this quite targeted approach. Um, If if we get things early and, and get this under control um, this shouldn't be a problem for, for, for the wider population. And I don't, I don't envisage the kind of like mass rollout of, of vaccination, right. That that we've seen with, with COVID by, by, by any stretch, but, um, in terms of who we is and whether we can see zero monkeypox more generally, we've got to remember that there are countries in which monkeypox is endemic. Um, and so, um, you know, if, if we really want to, to get to zero monkeypox and to make sure that similar outbreaks um don't affect anybody in future we we have to think about um investments into into the health infrastructure of 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 these countries right like where where it actually um potentially could come from again and where obviously um people have been dealing with monkeypox and, and having to suffer quite 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 horrible sort of um, coexistence with, with this virus for, for quite some time. So, so there's zero monkeypox here. Very, very feasible. Zero monkeypox globally. It's gonna, you know, take a little bit more thinking and, and, and investments and 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 joined up thinking.
0: So, so very, very finally, and um, you pointed out the death rate in those countries where it's endemic is about one percent. I guess instinctively, some people might get just hit, get slightly alarmed there because they think, well, actually, COVID death rate was probably about one percent. But is the difference that? Covid obviously became well, it was already, but it became such an infectious illness that at scale that means a huge death toll. And is it the case that maybe because of uh, the smallpox vaccine, some of the people who might who are older and more vulnerable are likely to be the most protected? So that might we haven't seen any deaths. Fingers crossed so far. So hopefully, do you think yeah. you're confident that death toll will stay very well? May may stay zero.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you raise a, a hugely important point, which is like the, num- the numbers game, right? The, the, the death rate is, is, is the rate per infection, but obviously the total number of infections is absolutely crucial for determining the scale of, of the problem. And, and if, we, if we stop this at the you know, the few dozen or a couple of hundred at most cases, we, we, we may get away with not seeing deaths. Um, and um, hopefully the the elder population is protected by um, residual smallpox vaccine. Although that that you know that that is quite some time ago. Um, if you're of the age that has had the smallpox vaccine and and are worried about symptoms, um, do do go to you know do do go to a clinic and follow advice. Don't assume that that, that there is com- complete protection there. Um, but but we do have that vaccine, right? So worst comes to the worst, we will get more vaccine and deploy it um, to deal with the situation.
0: Professor Aris Katarakis, who is Professor of Evolution and Genomics, Genomics, Genom- Genomics?
1: Yeah, Genomics, yeah. yeah. I
0: don't know what my problem is there. At uh, St. Hilda's College, Oxford University, uh, really honoured and privileged to have your expertise, sober, calm, straight to the facts about monkeypox. Uh, so thank you so so much
1: oh the pleasure is all mine thanks for having me on um it's really great to see you
0: thanks for listening everyone i hope you found that informative educational uh, interesting and I isolated uh do support us on patreon to keep the show on the road uh forward slash orange Jones 84 leave us some stars that'd be nice spread the word and i look forward to speaking to you soon